Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. So I'm excited this morning uh, with that in mind to bring up three incredible preachers. We got a treat today. We got a treat today. Because it's Connect Sunday, we're going Connect 3 by 10 y'all. High and tight, 10 minutes. You go past, you're getting the hook. David's coming up here. He'll pull you down. You don't want to see it. David and Eric will come at you from both sides. It's gonna get, it's gonna get wild. Watch the clock. But you guys can be seated for just a second. Um, I'm excited for these three. Let me do a quick intro of them, and then I'm going to let them loose on it. Uh, first up is going to be Kyle LaBelle, ladies and gentlemen. He and his wife are Connect coaches, as well as oversee our incredible Awaken Kids ministry, y'all. I mean... These are literally two of the best humans on the planet, and so thankful to have Kyle bring the word. He'll, he'll be the he'll be the lead hitter, you know, and uh, followed up by. Come on, I already said it earlier. They lead our connect, but Corey Stelzner is bringing the word. Amazing mom, incredible wife, and just loves people. Killer violinist as well, and uh, so I'm really excited to hear from Corey. And then uh, coming up as our closer this 9 a.m. service, Vincent DeLegge, junior high leader, cold plunge extraordinaire, always trying to do hard things often. I try to ignore Vinny's text on Friday night and Saturday morning because he's always trying to invite me out to do something reckless on the beaches, and uh, <laughs> I said I may have turned his number to block. But anyways, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. But I'm excited to hear from these three incredible powerhouses, why I'm inviting them. And we have three other preachers at the 11 a.m., so that's going to be a wild morning. I'm excited about it. Uh, but why am I asking these three? Because they care the heart of for people. They love people well. They disciple people well. They care about people. And they are on the front lines of discipleship in our connects and building people's lives in every way possible. So I'm really, really honored to call them friends, to build life with them. And so help me welcome, first up, to get us started here, Kyle LaBelle. Let's go. What's up, guys? Good morning. Um, just like Pastor Samuel said, I really love Awaken Church. You guys love Awaken Church, right? When uh, Jen and I came about three years ago, we sat up there. I think the Connect uh, people gave us their seats. So if it wasn't for the, uh, I'm sorry, high team gave us their seats. If it wasn't for them, probably wouldn't have stayed. I don't like standing. No, I'm just kidding. No, but uh, ever since we came, we've gone to everything with Awaken. The first six months, anytime the doors were open, we were at a Pathfinders night, we were at, uh, if they had an underwater basket weaving class, we would have been there. Um, 
And it, it was cool because we stayed in. Uh, we came from a Presbyterian church, so things you guys do a little things differently here. But it turns out Jen is much more charismatic than she let on the entire time. I had to work through some things, but we're here, and we made it. Um, and we have some of the best pastors ever. Can we give it up for our pastors? Um, honestly, you guys make it so easy to lead underneath you guys and serve. Um, I mean, killing it at Awaken You. It's been a blast. We miss you. So much fun. Um, but the shepherding and the protecting you guys do is, is amazing. We all don't see what you do, and but we feel it. So thank you so much, guys. But then we wonder, what, what makes Awaken Church great? Is it the cool programs? You know, we got cool Pathfinders Night, Emerge Night. Is it the great pastors? Yes. But in my opinion, I think it's you guys, yeah. right? It's you guys. Because we could have cool pastors and cool programs, but if y'all are kind of fuddy-duddy, it's not going to work. My mom says fuddy-duddy. I don't really understand what it means. I actually was going to write it, and I was like, I don't know how you spell it, so I, I didn't write it. Um, but I love community, and that's why I'm excited to talk about this subject today and talk about connect groups. Uh, if I call it a community group or connect group, I mean the same thing. I get it twisted. Sorry. Um, cool. So we're going to jump into our verse for today. I think it should be up there. It's going to be Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. It says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Not John Day. It's a different day. Um, in case you guys are confused. And the day they're talking about is actually when Jesus comes back and everything's great in the world and we can just relax and no tears, no Padres, Dodgers games. Had to do one. Um, so, but the writer of Hebrews, uh, you know, the Christians in the Hebrew, the, that the writer of Hebrews is writing to, they had experienced a little persecution, right? Chased from their home, you know, some of them murdered. And, uh, but what he's writing to want to remind people is that the, remind, that the Christian perseverance is a community endeavor. We can't do it alone. Oh, sorry. And it's 2020, we've seen all the more uh, need for community. Uh, I wonder, I was thinking, I was like, when are we going to stop talking about that 2020 season? But we all have a little bit of trauma dealt with it. But, and community is what got my family through it. If we tried to do it alone, we would have been a mess. We'd have been a shell of what we are today. So I have three quick thoughts on community. And really when I uh, was preparing, I wanted to, what would get somebody off the bench and get them to go onto the, the lobby and, you know, scan the QR codes. I still don't really understand those things. I'm always nervous. I think I may get a virus. But uh, what, what would get you out there to sign one of those and get into a connect group? Um, so first point, don't be a lone ranger. Verse 25 says, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Um, as <laughs> As I was uh, reading and preparing for this, I had this weird visual, and I was like, should I share it? I'm going to share it. Um, but, like, I got this visual of, like, we've all seen the movies, like the detective movies, right? And, uh, you know, the guy's kind of gruff. He's like a vigilante type. And he gets called in, like, chief needs to see you. Uh, and he goes in, and they slide a case over him. They're like, we got a case just for you. And, you know, he doesn't say anything because he's cool. Maybe he's, like, smoke a cigarette. We, you know, we don't condone, but. Uh, sorry. I've seen too many movies. 
No, no, great. Thank you. Sorry. We're just promoting Nick Teen. Uh, okay. So, and then, and then, you know, he doesn't say anything, but he's like, but here's the, the catch. You got to take the, the rookie with you. And, you know, like, screen cuts the rookie. He's, like, spilling coffee on himself, and he's a bozo. And the guy always, you know, I work alone, right? We've seen that movie, right? We've seen it. And it starts out, and it's kind of funky, you know, they're button heads. But at the end of the movie, they need each other, right? They, they, to defeat the bad guy, the boss, or whatever, they needed each other, and then they skip off in the sunset, and they're like, we're partners forever, you know, we don't work alone, um, and, that, and that's really what the visual I got of, a lot of times what we do is we have this past hurt, past trauma, where we're like, oh, you know what, I'm not doing it again, I go solo, and that's not how God intended. Um, when Jen and I were first married, she really, she's so good. Thank you, Jen. You're amazing. But she wanted to join a connect group. They call them home fellowships then uh, in our church. It doesn't really roll off the tongue the same as connect group, but I'm glad we call them connect groups. But she wanted to join one, and I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, I was in like an undergrad Bible college, so I had my friends, and we just spoke of holy things all the time. We'd get together, and it, it was just a stupid. They were just like my yes guys, so we would just agree. They all... Anyways, I remember one time we had like this Bible study that we'd get together and uh, poor Jen had to deal with us. And uh, we, one time she went to the kitchen and we were talking, do the promises of God apply to nation Israel people? And we we're arguing and she's like, who cares? What are we doing here? Like, it, w- there's no purpose. To- I mean, it's a good conversation, but not for like that environment. And uh, she... I think it was the next week after church, uh, she pulled my phone as we were driving out of the, my pocket and started dialing a number and then just put it to my ears. It was ringing. Um, and it was when you could call and talk and drive back in the day. Um, and some dude picked up. He's like, hello? And I looked at Jen, and she said, that's the leader of our connect group. Figure out how we're getting there on Tuesday. And the guy on the other end's like, oh, so, so you're coming on Tuesday. And I was like, oh, sure, yeah. So Jen forced Connect onto me. And it was super cool. And I've never had more social anxiety walking up to that door for the first time. You know when you're like, we got a new puppy. So when you we take it and the thing doesn't want to go and you just like drag it with its harness. Like, that was me going to the front door. I was like, oh, these guys, I don't know, I don't know. But I'm so thankful that we did that, that we had the, the experience of seeing rich friendship, uh, and realizing that multi-generational wisdom that people had. So that was um, point number one. Oh, is that? That's really fast. Okay. Whoa, is that? That's how I listen to audiobooks, like one and a half speed. Cool. Uh, Point number two. uh, I can see why Pastor Juergen doesn't get through all of his things. Uh, All right. Uh, Number two, uh, someone needs you. Uh, Christianity isn't a uh, spectator sport. Uh, We're not meant to be on the sidelines forever. You're not meant to just uh, absorb the whole time. Um, The thing is, is God has given you a unique story, a unique perspective that is the key to unlocking somebody else. It's, It's when it says in verse 24, it says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. The stir means like stimulate, provoke. I even just like push, right? How do you like push somebody to these things? Um, Somebody needs to be a better father because of your experience. Somebody can be a better son, be a better spouse because of what you've been through and what you've overcome. Um, And if you hold that in 
it's nobody's going to be unlocked with that. I remember there, one of the first times we were at a connect group, uh, and I said something. I don't know. We were having a discussion, and it was this is my opinion. I just dropped it out there. And then later they came and they're like, "That was so good." I was like, "Okay, you're talking to me because I just told you about what I did and how I survived it." But that was the key that helped them give them hope. And so sometimes you think that maybe what you have to say in your perspective just isn't. It's not the most amazing thing, but it is the key to unlocking somebody else. You have more inside you than you realize. And number three, and this is my favorite point, it's fun. It's fun. Um, and, and, and I got the heifers right here. And you guys, we have had some of the most fun with Connect with you guys. And I'm, I'm so thankful for you guys. We, in our, you know, church experience, we've had community and Connect group culminate here at Awaken in just the, the way that we are purposeful about reading First of all, getting to the word, but then like after, not after we get through that, but after that's done, we go and have some fun, guys. Uh, I mean, uh, the connect groups of the, the heifers were, you know, prayer, this, and then you're in the pickleball, and then you're in the hot tub, and you're like, thank you, Jesus, for hot tubs. Um, and it's, it's a rare week where on Wednesdays we don't have a kid swap from somebody in our connect group uh, where we're taking them to church to this. I don't know what my life would look like without connect. I, I, don't, I don't know how to stress this more to you guys. Uh, if you're still wondering if it's going to be weird, it may be weird for like a hot minute. But getting in there and having fun and enjoying and getting community. My kids have some of their best friends now from Connect. Um, we vacation together. We've spent holidays together. We've collaborated on businesses together. And now we get to do ministry together. And it's, it's the most rich life. And I, I'm just so thankful for it. And for Jennifer, for forcing that awkward phone call onto me so many years ago. Um, and there's, last thing is, when you're in a group that just sows seeds of vulnerability and transparency, the reward is a, a harvest of just richness and friendship that is like none other. Um, so when you sign up for a connect group, go deep. Go deep. And if it's awkward, come let us know. We'll get you in another group. Um, but thank you guys. Uh, I have the privilege now to introduce Miss Corey Snellzer. She, as Pastor Samuel said, she is the mama of Connect at Brassy. Yeah. And the better half of the Connect directors. Please well, welcome Miss Corey Snellzer. Wow. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Kyle. I cannot believe I have to follow that. I knew it was going to be funny and awesome. And I, of course I have to follow that. Um, well, okay. So, um, I of course want to start by honoring our incredible, incredible campus pastors here, Pastor Stanley and Katie. Um, um, they're the most incredible leaders to serve under, and I know we all know that, but something that you probably don't see is that I remember we've been in the hospital this last year twice, actually, um, and both times um, it would be like 3 a.m., and we were still getting texts from them asking us if we were okay, if we needed anything, update them, what's happening, what do we need, and that's truly like... I know I would not be at th up at 3 a.m. on purpose, but that our pastors are up at 3 a.m. caring about us is absolutely incredible. We love you guys. We're so, so honored to be at Bressy. Um, and of course, I have to honor our incredible pastor, you're going to land, um, our lead pastors, of course. Um, I had the honor of getting to know them a little bit um, deeper when I was their assistant. And honestly, they are the same 
inside and outside the church. I learned how to be an incredible wife and incredible mom through Pastor Leanne, and I'm so, so grateful for them. I know probably a lot of us could say the same thing, but I think I would be dead if it was not for them. I'm not even kidding, and I'm so, so thankful for them. Um, also want to honor my incredible husband, the love of my life, the father to my cute little Peter. Um, I'm so, so thankful for you, baby. You're an incredible man. You've made me a better woman since we got married three years ago. Two years ago, I'm going to cry. Um, I love you. Okay, so I'm going to get into it so I don't start crying more. Um, so I wanted to talk about in, um, since, well, we named our little baby Peter. He's almost six months old, which is freaking crazy to think about. But um, since we named him Peter, I kind of like delved a little bit deeper into the story of Peter and what he did, obviously built the church and everything like that. And I want to talk about a story that we probably know a lot about is when Peter walked on water. Um, everybody knows what happened, but I want to read it anyway, because did you know, this is a fun, this is a little trivia for you. Um, the story of Peter walking on water is actually only in one of the gospels. I didn't realize that it's, it talks about obviously Jesus walking on water in the other gospels, but Matthew is the only one that recounts Peter walking on water. Isn't that interesting? I didn't know that. Anyways, um, so we're going to look in Matthew 14, 25 through 32. Um, and it says, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out onto the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have a little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. So I know we've had probably heard so many messages on this, but I feel like God gave me a word that was slightly different, so I'm going to share it. I have a lot of quiet time when I'm putting Peter to sleep multiple times a day, so I feel like in those quiet times, that, quiet, that dark room, God told me not to be on my phone, so I don't sit on my phone, but I get, that's my moment to pray, and that's when God kind of gave me this little download, so I was like, ooh, that's interesting, so we're going to do it. So the way I see this story is that it would be like for us here if we went to a freaking awesome Wednesday night service and Rex Crane was there. Okay. Do you leave that service full of faith or freaking what, right? So Peter and all the disciples, they get in the boat and they're leaving, as one does in their boat, um, and they're, they're going across the lake. And it's Peter and all the disciples. And can you imagine? They're full of faith. They just saw miracles, healings. They fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes. They're like pumped on Jesus, right? So they're leaving and now they're in the boat and, of course, they see Jesus walking towards them, and they're full of faith, but they're still scared. Oh, my gosh, what the heck? It's just Jesus. And now Peter says, hey, I want to walk on water. And God says, come. But this is where I want to stop. Because if he's, if he's about to step out of the boat and walk on water, my question to you is, who's in your boat? What are they saying to you? Imagine when Peter's getting out of the boat what are the people saying to him? Like, don't tell me those disciples were completely silent as Peter's stepping out onto the water. Like, you know they're being like, come on, man, you've got this, you're amazing. To me, that's the first scenario, is that the disciples are encouraging him, going, get out of the boat, you're going to walk on water, you have the faith, you can do it, right? Okay, but imagine there's a second scenario, where he's not with the people that had also just come from the Rex Cray night, and they're pumped on Jesus. No, these are different people, right? And they're like, bro, why would you get out there and walk? Like, why 
Why would you do that? You're going to sink. You know it. Don't even bother trying. Right? So my question is, who's in your boat? Is it the people that are full of faith? Or is it the people that are like, oh my gosh, don't do that. You might, you might drown. So I came to um, this church five years ago, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, and I was the biggest mess ever, like ever. I had just um, broken off a relationship I was in and moved home from Australia. Yeah, I was living in Australia, and I came back to um, San Diego, and I had, like, I was completely broke. I remember looking at my bank account, and it was, had red numbers. I didn't know you could do this. It said negative $468. I will never forget that. So I had negative $468. I had maxed out on my credit cards. I had used up all the money I had in my trust, and now I was literally paying for gas with nickels and pennies. If you've ever paid for gas and gone to the lady at the front with nickels and pennies, oh my gosh. I'm like, I promise I'm okay. But it was, it was awful. Anyways, so I was depressed. I was broke. Um, I was jobless. I was living on my sister's couch. It was not pretty. Like, talk about the female version of the prodigal son. Yeah, okay. Talk about a fruitless life. Um, but then I came to this church. And I remember the very first service, I was at Balboa, so it was Pastor Becky preaching, and she said, um, it's okay not to be okay. And I was not okay. I was a huge freaking mess. And, but then she said, it's not okay to stay that way. And that's when I went, I am not going to stay in this place of living this completely fruitless life. So... That is when I decided to join the internship. I had been to church a total of three times when I became an intern. Yep, I just went for it. And um, they put me on the green room team. I don't think they just let anybody on the green room team, but somehow I ended up there. And I didn't know anybody. I just knew Pastor Becky and John. That's it. So I'm in the green room, and Pastor Jurgen walks in, and I'm like, hi, I'm Corey. And he's like, oh, I'm Pastor Jurgen. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're a pastor too? There's so many pastors here. That was my first meeting of Pastor Jurgen. Um, but my first, <laughs> my first service before I became an intern, the Sunday before I came, became an intern, I was in the service and there was a guest speaker crying. And, uh, excuse me, spe guest speaker speaking. But <laughs> what I was going to say is that every single Sunday, I would sit in service and bawl my eyes out, just cry because I had never in my entire life experienced the love of Jesus like I did when I came to this church. And I would just freaking, like every single service, the entire time I would cry. So I get to this service. This is the third time I've been in church. There's the guest speaker. By the time he's walking up on stage, I finally wasn't crying anymore. And I was like, this is a big deal. I'm not crying. Of course, there's mascara running down my face, but I'm not crying. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is our service. I'm actually going to make it through. And he's prophesying over people and, you know, pointed people. And then he points at me. Oh, my gosh. Immediately, I'm bawling all over again. I was like, well, there that goes. We're crying this service again. But he points to me and he says, the past three and a half years of your life have been, you've lost everything. And I did. I lost every single thing I had. And But he said, in the next three and a half years, just watch what God's going to do. And I'm so thankful for um, prophets that can speak into our lives like that. That ended up being Pastor Mike Maiden, which was, I had no idea at the time because I was brand new. Um, but I joined the internship that week and I was, uh, I was there for two years. And then a year later I was asked to come on staff. So then I was on staff. And during that year, 2020, I met my incredible husband 
And I found myself seven months later um, getting married. And we had bought a house. We were getting married. We were about to start a life together. And I remembered what Pastor Mike Maiden had said, that in three and a half years, your life will be completely different. And there I was, exactly three and a half years later. God is so good. So I want to ask you, who's in your boat? Because the way I got there was not by being still surrounded by the, by the world like I was before, like partying and doing whatever I wanted to do and having everybody else encourage me to do the same. The way I got there was by being planted in the church, by being around people that were encouraging me to step out in faith that God was going to be doing something great in my life. So that's my question to you is who's in your boat? I want to pray over you guys. Um, and then I'm going to close it out and hand it back to Vinny. God, we thank you, Jesus, that you have people in this room that are going to prophesy into people. They're going to do amazing things. God, we declare that every single person has someone in their boat cheering them on, God. That you're letting them take an inventory of who is around them, God. That you're bringing incredible leaders into their lives. You're putting them to, into awesome connect groups. We thank you, Jesus, that there's about to be a transformation in every single person here. In your name we pray. Amen. I get to invite up Vinny. Woo. Wow, come on. So good. I totally forgot I was actually speaking there because I was so caught up in those stories. I was like, oh, that's me. All right. Well, hey, um, before anything, I want to honor Pastor Katie and Pastor Sam. Thank you guys for everything. Like, thank you serving underneath you guys. It's the easiest thing. You know, I, I feel seen. I feel loved. I just, I know that you're in my corner. And I know that whenever, and I have in the past, whenever I need you, you're, you make time. So you guys aren't just pastors. I come up here and pastor a church. You're, you're down there with the people in the trenches. You're, you get to know people. You get to love people. And it's beyond, I just can't express how thankful I am for you too. So thank you so much. Thank you. And then, wow. And then before we move on, I want to thank the Lou Hans. You guys. Let's give it up for the Luans, guys. Uh, I don't think I'll actually be giving the message I'm giving without them. You know, they pour into me so much, even till yesterday, making time for me and just, yeah, I can't look at you guys or I'm going to cry. So, <laughs> um, yeah, guys, uh, for those who don't know me, I'm Vincent. I serve in junior high. Let's go, junior high team. Uh, about to go to camp. Let's go. Um, and then I also lead a young adult connect group with my girlfriend, Mallory. Let's go. Shameless plug. If you are a young adult in here and, and, is, and are not in a connect group, come party with us because we have a ton of fun. Um, so find me afterwards. So, um, yeah, basically I'm just going to share um, what community has been for me, you know, what, how it came into my life and how it's impacted me because community is important, like we've heard with, you know, Corey and Kyle. So, Going over, uh, we're going to start in 2020, so not too long ago, just three years ago. Um, yeah, it's so like three years ago, I found out that my brother was killed. And I know it's a little heavy to start off, but really, in that moment of my life, I was actually coming to the church for six years prior. And a lot of people knew of me, but not a lot of people knew me. A lot of people like knew who Vinny was, but didn't, didn't necessarily know me because I actually kept up a guard. I was like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, but I actually never let anyone to come in and actually know who I was. So with that, 
Um, it was actually, when I lost my brother, I felt like it was just public isolation. I was just going through life, and I just felt like no one actually knew what I was going through. It was the hardest time of my life, guys, one of the darkest times of my life. And, yeah, um, it, there was a lot of hurt and a lot of misunderstanding between me and God in that moment. And it just it got to a point where I couldn't do it by myself anymore. It got to a point where I was like, Vinny, I have, I, got, I was like talking to myself. I was like, I have to go get people in my life. I can't continue to live the way I live. And I need to actually get people in my life because I was running out of options. I really was. There was a night that I was like, I, I, like if, if something doesn't change, like, I don't know if I could be here much longer. And so what that led me to do is actually, since I was, you know, hurt, I felt hurt by God in certain things, that actually led me to people. And then just I had the most incredible people, one being Kyler and Dave, Dave Ewing and just some of the incredible men here in the church come and just love me where I was at, you know, and they got to know me, they got to love me. And, um, and in that, it was just, it was so just like, for once, feeling like, okay, I'm okay, I'm safe, you know, and feeling like, hey, I have people in my corner, like, I'm good, you know, I, I don't feel like I have to just fight life by myself, right, kind of like what Kyle was saying, that Lone Ranger, I know many of us feel like we're in control when we are, you know, doing life by ourselves, when we're, you know, t shooting the shots, and we have our own thing, but life's better together, guys, you know, so um, a little, a year later, after my brother passed, um, another one of my brothers was taken, and the difference between the two was the first time it was just complete public isolation. I felt like I, no one, I just, it was the hardest thing ever. But over that year, I developed beautiful relationships. I said, hey, I can't do this by myself. And I need other people with me. So, you know, yes, it was still tragic. It was still very hard going through the second death. <clears throat> but it was actually so beautiful because I had people that just sat with me in the, low, the lowest lows, and I had people that just would sit with me and hear me out, and, you know, in, in, in times, they actually didn't even say anything, but knowing that there's people in your corner, and I actually have a verse I'm going to throw up, um, it's in Ecclesiastes um, 4.10, I believe, or 4.9, uh, if you have 4.9, I know I gave you 4.10, but if you have 4.9, that'd be sick, all right, no worries, it's okay, so hey, it's okay. Uh, so uh, it talks about, it says two is better than one, right? Why, why we should be, you know, why there should be two instead of, you know, just going through life alone. For if either of them falls, one will lift them up and uh, lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and does not have another to lift him up. I'm actually just going to stop right there just because I was, I fell. And I didn't have anyone to pick me up at first when I lost my brother the first time around, and, you know, really, this, the second time around, when I started to open up and get community in my life, I had that person that was like, hey, Vinny, it's okay, we're not, we're not just going to meet you where you're at, but we're going to come and pick you up, and then we're going to start doing life with you. We're going to start walking you out of it, right? We're going to actually, and I found that in that was actually when I was able to repair my relationship with Jesus, where I felt like, well, I can't trust God. Well, God's not good. Why, how do you let this happen? I was actually, no, no, no. No, no, the community showed me, no, no, it's okay, Vinny, you can try again. Hey, let's just, let's just do this one more time. Let's just move in this direction a little bit more. And I found myself in community being able to repair those relationships. I found myself in community being able to actually see healing because Jesus was in the center of that community, right? 
So, um, so yeah, so about two years ago now, um, I was asked if I was in a connect group. <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> they're like, Vinny, why aren't you in a connect group? I was like, uh, long story. I have, I, have, I have a few friends, you know, and they're like, no, 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 it's important to be in a connect group. And I was like, well, I don't want to be in a connect group. I was like, I, I, but really what was happening, guys, was I didn't feel like I belonged in a community like that. I didn't feel like I actually belonged in a connect group. I was like, well, I have like my close, like, you know, guys to go shoulder and shoulder with and, you know, take on life with, but I didn't feel like I actually belonged in a community. And I didn't also know the importance of being in a community. And yeah, so then um, essentially they were like, hey, well, if you're not going to join a community, if you're not going to join a connect group, well, you're going to start a connect group. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. And it started with my girlfriend, Mallory. She was like talking to Pastor Rachel and she was like, yeah, we'll do a connect group. And she comes to me and she's like, hey, let's do a connect group. I was like, whoa, no, 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 no. Like, I'm not down to this connect group. Like, I no, I was, no, I'm not even going to a connect group. How am I supposed to lead a connect group? And I was like, dude, this is terrible. And then I was like, God, why, did, why is this happening? And then he was like, just do it. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. So then as we start to be coached and as we start to learn how to lead people and love people, um, there's these four pillars that our church uh, has in place. And it's really the heart of connect. And it is to, be, uh, to have everyone feel known, everyone feel loved, wanted, and needed. And as we developed this, you know, as we started doing Connect, we had no clue what we were doing at first, but as we started to actually start to know people and then love them where they're at, and not only just know them and love them, but then we were actually now able to, you know, make them feel like they're wanted because they are wanted. We wanted all of our friends to come back to our Connect because we knew them and we loved them and they were wanted here. And I just want to let you know right now that you are wanted here. That if you feel like, oh, I don't know about this church, no, 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 you are wanted here. We want to know you. We want to love you, and we actually want you here. But it, it doesn't just end here. And just like what Kyle was, uh, Kyle was saying earlier, you're actually needed. That not only that you're wanted, you know, but you actually are needed as well. That there is something that God's used in your life that you actually need to come and share. Just as I was uncomfortable and said, no, I do not want to lead a connect. I'm not even going to a connect. I was like, well, I don't know, it's, it's interesting how I got there. But I was like, well, whatever, you know. But I'm like, I don't even want to be in this connect. I don't even want to lead this. But then I found out, whoa, like, actually, there's something on, there's something that people need from me. And I want to let every single one of you in this room know that there's something on your life that is needed, that people need you. And that you're not just wanted, but you actually are needed in this house. So, you know, you're not, yeah, and going back on to that, that, that point of being needed, you know, we all go through stuff, right? Life hits us down. We fall, like it says. But don't be the one that is, you know, in other trans, translations of that verse, it says pity is the fool who doesn't have anyone, right? Or, you know, it says, like, it's just, it's, it's like, it's so, you know, don't be that person that doesn't have someone. Don't be that person that doesn't have someone to pick them up. Because life will come and hit you down. But I know I have a community in my corner. I know if I get knocked down, I have my people. And I am so grateful for that. You know, I never knew actually what community was. And maybe you don't know what community is. Maybe you don't know the, the importance and the power of community. But I want to encourage you. Maybe just step out today. You know, let yourself be known. Because the thing that actually started shifting when I was in that deep spot of like, oh, I don't know if it can get any more darker than this. When I lost my first brother... 
was actually, no, and now I need to allow myself to be known. So I want to challenge you guys all in here. Allow yourself to be known today. Allow yourself to be loved and known and know that you're wanted here and that you're needed here. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close on this uh, last point right here. And it is uh, community without Jesus is powerless. You know, in a sense of, you know, a community without Jesus, it's just like a book club or like a social group gathering, you know. I don't know why I think book club because I think book clubs are lame, but I don't know. <laughs> Sorry if you run a book club in here. You know, I probably, your, your book club's probably cool, but I don't know. I, that, that's also far-fetched if your book club is cool. But it's okay, it's okay. Hey, hey, this is why we need community, you know. So, so you can get out of the book club. And so we can... And so we can, you know, work things out. So, um, but yeah, community without Jesus is actually powerless, guys. You know, like that book. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Um, but yeah, thank you, yeah. Confirmed by Pastor Sam. Um, but, you know, if it wasn't for a community that actually was rooted in Jesus, I would have stayed the same. I wouldn't be able to actually walk through the healing I walked through. I wouldn't be able to be on the stage and speaking about what was actually, what happened to me as a victory and to say, hey, I can relate to you. Hey, I've been in some dark situations. You know, my life's been full of actually hard, hard stuff, guys. And I know you, you have walked through some hard stuff too, you know. But hey, it's okay. You're safe here. You're loved here. People want to know you. Don't do life alone. Don't do life alone, you know? Um, so I just want to extend an in invitation, you know, if that's you, and you're in this room, and you feel like you're not known, you feel like you, or even if you feel like you don't necessarily know this Jesus that we're talking about, or you do, but you never made him your Lord and Savior, I want to give everyone an, uh, an opportunity right now. So if everyone could just bow their heads and close their eyes. Thank you, Jesus. And if that's you, you feel like, oh, I never actually surrendered my life to Jesus. I never made him my Lord and Savior. And let me tell you, it's the best decision ever. But with your everyone's eyes closed and heads bowed, or maybe that's actually, you know, you've made Jesus your Lord and Savior, but you you just fell away or you feel like you're not you feel like you're not in community and you need to step into that again. If that's you, I want you to actually just raise your hands right now. And I want to tell you guys, it's never a sign of weakness, but the greatest sign of strength. So on the count of three, I'm going to count down. And if that's you, I want you to just raise your hand. And then we're going to pray here in a sec. But if that's you and you feel like, hey, I need Jesus, just like I did. Hey, I need someone to come and heal my life. But I need people also. So if that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Three, two, one. Thank you for that hand. Thank you. Thank you for that, and I see you. Thank you. All right. You guys can all open your eyes now. And we're about to say a prayer here. Uh, it's a simple prayer, and the whole church is actually going to come and pray with you guys. But what we're going to do is just simply inviting Jesus into our, into our lives, doing it with him, because life's better together, and it's also better together with Jesus. So if everyone can stand up, we're going to say this prayer together. And if that was you who raised your hand, or if you didn't feel like you couldn't raise your hand, 
it's okay. You can say this prayer too. It works as well. You know, you're good. So if everyone can bow their, uh, close their eyes real quick, and we're just going to, if you guys can repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I make you my Lord and Savior. Come and fill my life. Thank you that heaven is my home. God is my Father. And the best days are ahead of me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.